We will start today's conversation with Sonali Vijayavardhya, founder and managing partner of Bogman Ventures. Sonali, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So let's get acquainted. Let's uh, get you introduced to our audience. Tell us a bit about your background as well as what you're doing with Augment Ventures, what is the positioning, and what is your investment thesis? Sure, for sure. Uh, so a quick uh, introduction to myself and to the firm. So I grew up in India and went to school there and worked with large institutions uh, in India and started an investment banking uh, company there with a bunch of my friends and took India-based uh, technology companies to NASDAQ and Bombay Stock Exchange. So did that for a while, and that was a lot of fun. And um, moved to the U.S. in 2001 and worked with a number of local entrepreneurs in the Ann Arbor uh, area, Midwest area particularly. A tremendous amount of technology and research was going on in you know, these universities, the like University of Michigan, State universities, state universities, what's happening in Chicago and other areas. Uh, so I ended up spending some time mentoring and working with entrepreneurs to take their uh, companies for financing or finding customers. And in 2011, started Augment Ventures. So the thesis of the fund is really investing in enterprise software, smart hardware, technology companies, really early stage. We are generally the first professional money that is in the company. So, you know, we are working with young teams where the teams are still getting formed and uh, there is uh, there is some customer engagement uh, um, going on with the company. And what we are trying to do is really see how these uh, solutions can have a massive impact on um, uh, efficiency and sustainability and health and wellness, how we can use technology to not only impact just the North American envelope, but actually take the service all across the world, right? So people can experience the solutions or these products in the same way that people who are building these products are uh, from the land there. How big is the fund? The fund is about 20, we have about $20 million under management, and uh, we typically make investments ranging from 250 to uh, 500K uh, to start off, and then stick with the company uh, as long as, uh, you know, they are in various rounds of funding. Uh, okay. The way, the way we work is that, uh, uh, you know, we have a dedicated fund, and then we have a pledge portion of the fund where we are able to participate and continue to fund our company as they grow forward. Okay. And um, what is the geographical focus of the fund? So we are uh, at this point investing all over North America, but focus areas for us are the Midwest, uh, Michigan and greater Midwest area, as well as uh, Bay Area. We have a number of our portfolio companies that are in that region as well. We have a little bit uh, interest and engagement uh, uh, in the New York and the Boston area, but primarily I would say it is uh, Midwest and uh, Bay Area. Are you based in Michigan? Is that why? Yes. Yeah, okay. you're based in Ann Arbor, Michigan, yes. Got it. And um, when you say you're focused on enterprise technologies, does that mean your primary business model is a software as a service business model? Uh, 
not uh, a really service uh, business model. As you see, you know, most of the uh, solutions that in today's world or products that we are using, they are trying to eke out all kinds of um, productivity tools and solutions for an enterprise. So one of our companies that we invested in, uh, which is uh, a Michigan Ann Arbor-based company, is a company called Llama Soft, uh, and it is uh, in supply chain. Uh, it's, a, it's a supply chain product which helps you optimize and network and visualize your supply chain more optimally. So they have a, a SaaS product which are deployed all over the world. Uh, Fortune 500 companies are using that product. So, uh, you know, when we talk about enterprise, uh, enterprise software companies, we are really talking about different kinds of products, whether it be in security, whether it be in supply now, chain. Asking, so I'm asking is business model-wise, you know, enterprise software today for the large percentage of the companies out there are selling their software and software services and subscription software business yeah. model. Yeah. So, so that's your business yeah. model. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So exactly. Uh, most of our companies have that business model. They have a subscription business model. And then, you know, I think when a lot of times, particularly how I see, uh, you know, people are investing, of course, they value the recurring model, which is, which is rightfully done, but oftentimes, you know, there's, there's a lot of ding if there is even any part of the managed service part. But somehow I feel that, you know, products don't walk by themselves and, uh, you know, you have to uh, get engagement. So some of the investors, they are extremely popular, like, you know, they just, of course, there's some percentages and things like that. You know, if your 90% of your revenue is coming from managed services, then, it's a different case, but some element of managed service is, is a good in a company because that shows that you understand how you will, you know, support your clients and have a long-term value uh, in the yep. product that you're selling. So, uh, you know, some uh, investors that I have engaged with or try to collaborate on deals and they say, you know, if there's managed part of the service, then we're just not interested because uh, that's a 1x for us. I think her line went thin. Sorry. Can you hear? Can you hear me? I can hear now you. Can. Yes. Yeah. Now we can hear. You. Go ahead. Sorry. Um, so let me um, use that uh, understanding of your of your investment thesis to ask the question: To write a 250k or a 500k check, what do you want to see by way of proof point in the company? Do you do you want to see a certain MRR level, or what? How do you, uh, wh how do you decide what threshold you want to engage in? Yeah, so I think uh, you know, oftentimes, as you you know, one of the questions is that you know, VC engagement or professional engagement is getting to a later and later stage. That is that is very very true and obvious. So as I mentioned earlier on. In most of the cases, we are not taking discovery risk. We are taking execution and growth risk, uh, expansion risk. That's what we are doing. 
So when we engage with a particular company or any kind of an opportunity, like most investors, we are really looking for that massive market because, you know, as you know, cost of capital for VCs are very high and we have to give returns to our investors. So what we are looking for is that massive market team cohesion and we are looking for customer engagement. So at that level, we don't have a very strict bar that, hey, you know, they need to have one million in ARR or something of that sort. But what we are really looking for is that how is this technology or this product or this service or whatever that might be that we are investigating as an investment, how can it make that impact and really create that value? So I think for us, um, uh, you know, uh, really uh, the market opportunity and the team cohesion plays a fair amount of uh, weightage, I would almost put it as, uh, uh, you know, 70% of the weightage. And the third component of that would be customer engagement. And we spend a lot of time, even if they, they haven't signed on to a customer as a paying customer and they're engaged with them, uh, whether in a, in a pilot form or uh, trying to engage them as a pilot, we spend a fair amount of time talking to customers and discovering co customers for whatever things that's exciting us or that we like, you know? So that's how we make uh, an investment. Okay. And um, talk about a few of your investments and particularly uh, walk us through your thinking about when you met them, how did you meet them? What was it that they had that made you think that, yes, we would like to write the check? Right. So, you know, I can, uh, uh, you know, one of the one of the very successful companies, as I mentioned to you, is the supply chain company, Lamasoft, which was in Ann Arbor. So, you know, that was part of our ecosystem. That company was there. They had on-premise product, and they were pivoting to uh, a SaaS model. And uh, they have been, you know, duct taping their way around, and they decided to make the pivot and really grow the company. We would like to raise a professional round. So the, I knew them from the community that I am. In. Mm -hmm. So while doing uh, diligence, you know, we engaged with Nike and some other groups to make the investment. So uh, Augment orchestrated that uh, investment uh, with Nike Ventures, and, uh, you know, we exited, we got a partial exit of that deal for, you know, $360 million, and we're able to give great returns and great outcomes to investors and founders. So the thesis of that investment in particular was how the solution is going to impact profitability, visibility, as well as sustainability in the supply chain area, right? I mean, it's a massive, massive market, and now the company is tracking almost $100 million in revenue run rate. So the engagement was from the local community. Another so, uh, just yeah. a second. Was, was Nike the key customer? Is that yes, why you went to Nike Yes, yeah. So we yeah. were actually doing diligence, you know. So uh, the company came to us and said that, hey, you know, Nike is our customer. And we said, oh, really? Let's go and chat with them. So we were actually talking on the product side, like, hey, how are you using the solution? What's your plan for growing and making sure this the solution is spread all across Nike? And... Um, you know, they, they realized the potential of that and actually Nike's entire supply chain excellence is based on the backbone of Llama Soft software. So, you know, it's just like our inquiry into the customer actually led them to be an investor in the company, which is kind of interesting. 
so it was good for the company. It was good for us. Got a lot of validation for a young company, uh, you know, that is uh, trying to get this uh, product out. So that was exciting for us. So that's the company that came out of our local ecosystem where there yep. was, we knew the people. Uh, another uh, example that I would share with you is a company called uh, Flume. Uh, it's in, a wa- in the water space, and this came out of Cal Poly. And this was brought to us by one of our champions and our co-investors uh, from the Bay Area. And they said, hey, really hustler uh, group of uh, you know, students and founders, and you should chat with them. So it's a very elegant solution for leak detection and water management. Now, I'm sure a lot of people have spent time trying to understand water and how it impacts and how we are not truly valuing you know, uh, the cost of water. So I was always excited and I've tried to play in that space for a long time, but haven't found the right uh, solution to get behind. And this is a great uh, product, which not only met direct consumer needs, but also met the needs of, uh, you know, uh, around more than 50,000 water utilities that are there. So there's a simple device that straps onto the water meter and then the data is monetized both through on the consumer side as well as on the water utility side. So again, the draw to that particular deal was it's a billion dollar opportunity, not only in North America, but can be easily transported all over the world. The team was really passionate, was really driven and understood also how to, it was a young team, but they understood how to develop, uh, you know, uh, experience and talent within their um, uh, their startup. So, you know, that gives us a lot of confidence on that young team to be part of them. And the third thing was, we just thought that it has multiple layers of monetization, whether it be for utility, whether it be for insurance, and whether it be for home detection. So it was a massive market, so that got us really excited uh, to participate in that deal as well. Okay. Very good. And um, you mentioned something about getting a partial exit. So a lot of small funds are doing that. They're kind of exiting into later rounds. Is that something you're doing on a regular basis? Is that part of your investment thesis for the fund? Uh, Yes. I mean, I think, you know, there comes a time uh, where you think that, so, you know, we got like 15 times return on our investment in Lamasoft. And, you know, it was, we, we felt like strategically it was, and also depending on the life of, you know, funds have their cycle, their life, and keeping all of those things in mind, we said, we thought that as LamaSoft continues to grow, uh, you know, we would definitely like to take benefit of the upside, but maybe it is a good time to take some capital off uh, and uh, give it to our investors. So mm-hmm. that, that, that equation you know, changes based on uh, the life cycle of the fund. So it's not a set, uh, you know, time or a formula, uh, but it it depends upon uh, at what stage the exit um, appears and uh, and, 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 and what stage the fund is in. Uh, Talk about the Michigan ecosystem a little bit. Uh, What's happening? What are you seeing? What's been the trajectory in the last decade? And, you know, what are the key drivers, key trends, et cetera? Yeah. I think, uh, 
you know, when I actually, uh, it's, it's, it's been a really interesting uh, transformation, I would say, of the ecosystem. So I moved from Mumbai, India in um, 2001 uh, to Ann Arbor, Michigan, uh, which was interesting given, you know, the bustling city of Mumbai and I was just looking for where are the people here. So it was, it was an interesting uh, time for me. And I really enjoyed working with startups, um, you know, back in India, and I wanted to engage in the ecosystem. So I went around looking. I said, well, there are, you know, it's obvious, like there are these massive universities. Where is the tech transfer? There has to be something happening. And, you know, I had to go some far off, off-campus place to find the tech transfer. Fast forward mm-hmm. now, it, Text transfer at University of Michigan and MSU and Wayne State, they have done such a tremendous job of, you know, commercializing technology that is coming. There's more than $10 billion going into research in this geography, right? And so the awareness that, hey, uh, you know, we can drive value and actually impact outcomes by commercializing the technologies immense. So, you know, on the mobility side, on the healthcare side, on software side, I think all facets have been greatly uh, impacted uh, in this process. We had Duo Security, another Ann Arbor startup, which was acquired by Cisco for over $2 billion. So there have been a couple of unicorns as well in the area. And the other part is that, you know, these entrepreneurs have stayed in, 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 the, in the region and have reinvested into new startups. So I think the engine has really started and people are engaging in with that. Also, the other part of it is that there is an increasing awareness of um, uh, teams and solutions that are coming out of different regions other than just the Bay Area or, or New York, Boston area, or, you know, Austin Hub or whatever uh, other hubs are there. And people are willing to, to get on a plane and meet this, not now, uh, but, uh, you know, meet with these teams. And another thing that has happened is there is an ecosystem of local investors have emerged, which gives confidence to partner with, like, so for Nike, having Augment here in Ann Arbor facilitated that investment. I mean, I think Nike by themselves would have thought, like, you know, uh, in Ann Arbor, like, you know, Goldman Sachs, who later on became an investor uh, in uh, Llamasoft as well. So there is an engagement from uh, in larger investors with local partnerships. So I think that's how the model here is evolving. And additionally, there's lots of quasi, um, you know, development programs that the state government or the universities or local counties and angel groups that have formed here, they are facilitating, you know, that, you know, C to A kind of time period where people are understanding how this uh, entrepreneurship and startup world and how these companies work. So there is a lot of education as well that has gone into informing these communities. So, uh, you know, I feel that um, now uh, it would be fair to say that this, there's, there's a sort of a hub forming. And is um, is most of the activity in Michigan out of Ann Arbor? Uh, Ann Arbor is one of the strong um, 
bases here, but there is Lansing area. There, there are startups that is, that is because that's closer to MSU. That's where a number of startups are there. There is also Grand Rapids area where there's a, a there's a number of angel groups and startup activities and accelerators there. Uh, of course, there is Detroit for sure. Uh, where you know there is a ton of act activity to draw uh, uh, talent into the city and have startups and fundings and things like that. There is Traverse City uh, as well. So there are a number of uh, areas in Michigan uh, where these activities are happening. So the way uh, you know aug Augment works is, of course, we are part of this ecosystem. But when we reach out to entrepreneurs outside our local geography, oftentimes they are looking for relationships or connections to this, this area. So among the various portfolio companies that we have in Bay Area, almost all of them are engaged with large corporations or talent or development house or whatever in this greater Midwest geography. So the way we see is that we have a symbiotic relationship. So you know, we are really going after um, a solution or a, or a product or a company, whatever that might be, that resonates with us and we think that uh, you know, it's going to make an impact. And then we try to collaborate and you know, work with our syndicate partners that we've been working for for the you know, last um, 10 odd years whether it be, you know, TPT or Goldman Sachs or, uh, you know, uh, Capricorn or DCM or whoever that might be. So we have over the time built relationships both with corporate venture funds as well as large private uh, venture funds as well. So that is what we bring to our group of uh, portfolio companies as well as these uh, customer introductions where they are trying to, uh, you know, make I think that's the biggest thing a venture fund can do or uh, any investment that you make in a portfolio is expand their access to customers. So does that mean that your um, portfolio weighs heavily in the manufacturing sector, the automotive sector? No, not uh, not really. Uh, we. So we do have uh, an investment in an automotive sector. It's a smart hardware device that straps onto your, um, uh, it's in uh, tire pressure monitoring. Uh, mm -hmm. It's in, uh, it's out of uh, Bay Area. Actually, it's kind of funny. The only automotive company that we have invested in is out of Bay Area, which is uh, interesting. But they did benefit from our relationships here yeah, to make introduction to customers. So I think, like I said, you know, it would be easy to say that we are sector agnostic. We are really looking for the right opportunity. There's another one that we are exploring at this point, which is in ag tech, uh, you know, where uh, the play is how do we, uh, you know, increase output and yield by 50% and reduce the environmental impact by 50%. Uh, That's the USDA guideline for ag tech. And how, how does one do that? You know, what kind of a data, what kind of information is going to make uh, you achieve that? And what's the technology behind that, right? How would you engage with them? You know, you're talking about carbon sequestration in farmland. How does that happen? So uh, I think, uh, uh, you know, uh, our vision of our fund is pretty, pretty, uh, pretty impactful. Uh, we are really trying to see that engage with groups and technologies that will have a massive impact. All I think right. that's good. that gets us excited and uh, 
um, you know, uh, we leave no stone unturned to make a portfolio company successful. Very good. That gives us a good sense of what you're doing, and uh, maybe we'll uh, start doing some stuff together. Yeah, for Thank sure. You. Take care. Bye now. Bye-bye.